My name is Mark Flug. I'm Laura Flug. We're from Westport, Connecticut. So I'm a lawyer and I work at a large law firm in uh, Midtown Manhattan. And it's about an hour uh, on the train. I used to say in a joking way, you know, what I do is I make rich people richer. Negotiating a deal is not easy because you have two people with different perspectives on what's going on, but we get good at it. I'm confident, you know, I know that I'm good at what I do, um, but that makes it hard for me sometimes to, to get dependent and particularly dependent on God. And I, know, I remember when Laura and I were young and before we had anything, we were just start, starting out in our lives and we, um, we kind of had a pact that we weren't going to get drawn into an affluent lifestyle or try to keep up with the Joneses. When you actually find yourself at that point, the more normal it felt. And so it starts to feel a little bit like, yeah, we actually kind of deserve this. I have a friend named Cindy Halstead who used to work for Generous Giving and she would talk about jogs and I had no idea what that meant and so when I heard she was having one I didn't really know what I was in for but I thought I might as well go. It was just women. So when we talk about going to a jog, J-O-G, it stands for Journey of Generosity which I came to learn was basically a conversation about God and money. I don't really understand the context of this generous giving thing and why they were talking about it differently than what I knew already. So I think I was a little nervous because I wasn't sure what they were going to ask of me, but I was curious. I feel like the conversation we had got us thinking about things without telling us what to do. I felt as the conversation went on, I was getting more worked up, honestly, because God was doing things and I was being challenged by material I'd never read or heard or talked about before and it was freaking me out quite honestly. I was sitting here trying to digest what I was hearing and knowing this is going to change my world. I remember just telling him I knew that we were on the edge of something different. I didn't know what that looked like and I didn't know how open Mark would be to us changing anything in our life and I didn't even know what we would change because we were givers. We felt like we were givers and we felt like Generosity was something we could both get behind, but I felt like God was going to start prying my hands open because comfort is a big part of why my surroundings were the way they were. Well, I've, I've learned to receive what she says and to not push back. <laughs> I, I wish I could say it, it always comes from genuine love and affection and just baited anticipation for what she's about to say. Sometimes it's just fear of reprisal. <laughs> <laughs> I say, but uh, but actually on this occasion it sounded more like something that was intriguing. She was very excited. My anxiety came from the fear of losing what we had because we did work hard for it, and we felt like in the things that we did have, like a nice home and and the nice vacations that we took, really felt to us like that was what was sustaining us. And I felt like, well, if we lost those things, would we really would we really be happy? So her first real step into generosity was letting go of something really personal, her art. If Mark wasn't ready to step into this together, that was something I could do and sort of test it out and see mm -hmm. what does this feel like to let go of something that's really important to me. I 
started giving my paintings away, but I also started feeling like if I sold them, I wanted to give the money away. I opened a giving fund with the National Christian Foundation a few years ago, and the amazing thing was the day my fund went live was the day I got an email from someone who had moved from our area to California. She saw this painting I was just finishing, and she said, I think I'm supposed to give you $10,000 for it. I started to see that, whoa, a whole world of ministry could open up just by me being obedient to letting go of things. I think in the past it was always about us, the effect that we could have, because Mark was the one making money, and um, God started to show me that I had a lot to give. So as she continued to give and, and continued to create and give, it really felt to me like, you know what, she's actually owning who she is. And, and it really started to look like, you know, that's actually intriguing, like the idea of stepping into authenticity and not being afraid of other people's judgments. So that was cool and actually pretty interesting for me because I've always struggled with that myself. Things for me have always been identity driven both for me because I love cars, I love watches, I love nice things, but also, truth be told, because I want other people to recognize that I'm successful or that I've done something good. So my job required me to move to Hong Kong for six months and we went. Uh, when we got back, I asked her, you know, could I get a sports car? And she said yes. The car that I ordered was completely loaded. I had a playlist ready because I also started having these visions of me driving this thing. And so I was like, well, what do I want it to be sounding like in the car when I drive? What should I, then it was like, what should I wear? And so I started thinking about the different outfits I would have. It was getting kind of ridiculous. <laughs> so my church was sponsoring a um, leadership program called LEAD. And one weekend, the topic was stewardship. But it was funny, in the middle of this conversation, all of a sudden it was like I was removed from the, the conversation and I, I heard what I thought at that time to be the voice of the Lord challenging me in a loving way to consider whether I would give up the car for him. The next thing he said as I was considering that nugget was, and you have to decide before this meeting is over. And for some reason that I still don't really fully understand, I agreed with the Lord that I would do it. Little did we know that God had something <laughs> just so much bigger in store for us. Well, there's this conference that our friends had been inviting us to that we kept... We said no. Pushing I, off. I threw and, the invitation away because he wasn't ready. But this event, this, the car event, really stirred me. I found the invitation. We, you know, I called and signed up, and there was some spots available. You know, ten minutes into the first talk, we looked at each other and we're both bawling. The confirmation for me was God saying to me, as a loving father can say to a son only, um, you know, no, I, I love what you're doing. I, I made you to be what you are. 
He's like, but would you consider that the stuff that you're accumulating is not for you, it's, it's actually for the kingdom. And that blew me away. Because on the one hand, it was like God affirming me, but then on the other hand, challenging me to think about a life that was bigger than what, you know, it had been up to that point. And so that first night, mm -hmm. we heard about a couple who'd sold a beautiful home on a lake, and it was their dream home, and we knew Without even talking about it, we knew we were supposed to go home and list our dream house. We knew it. And it was just weird because then the next day, we knew we were supposed to make a massive gift to launch a ministry in our area. And we didn't even talk about it. And within five minutes, we both had the same number. And I think later, we were talking and I said, can we do that? Like, we, <laughs> we both came up with the $500,000 number. But we were it was within reach financially for us, but it wasn't just sitting around liquid. You know, I think our, our, the switch happened almost instantaneously where we were giving, I don't know, three or four percent of our income to 40. We started to see the impact it was having and we started to realize that you could really move things by, by being all in. And so in order to do that, we needed to get out of this expensive lifestyle that we were supporting. And so we didn't want our house to define who we were anymore. Because it's easy to be generous when there's excess. When you got a lot of money sitting around, it's really easy to go throwing bigger lumps to places and like make an impact. And that's what I thought we were gonna do. And so to walk away from our home and not make money, God was asking me, would you give this up even if you had to lose? We'd laid that down, we were comfortable with surrendering that, and we'd finally gotten to that place where, mm -hmm. Lord, we'll live anywhere. So we started looking. As we continued our search for a place where we were going to live, God showed us a place in Fairfield um, which was unlike anything that we thought was going to be where we would end up. And so what happened is we started doing more and more of these jobs, we started realizing people were kind of waking up to this idea that there's more out there. We realized that actually he, had, he was starting to reveal a different vision for us, which is, no, I don't need you to go small. What I need you to do is I need you to get my people together and continue talking about this stuff that's lighting people up. It's, it's God's house and when we bought it and dedicated it, we said, Lord, this is yours. Whatever you want to do here, we're up for it. We are now intentionally designing every room in this house in order to convene large groups of people. One of the biggest changes in our life when we've stepped into generosity is that it's given us a mission. It's challenged us to honor and respect each other. And you can fall out of love just as easily as you can fall in it. And if you're not intentional about feeding your, your main relationship, it can be, you can wake up one day and feel like, how did we get here? I, I like you, but I'm, do we love each other anymore? And I think we, we battled some of that. And plunking us down at generous giving when God did was like, I've got you. You're not leaving each other. Like, it was just so clear. God's drawing us together and He's giving us a unity of heart and mind and that's been a beautiful thing.